across the margin podcast. Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine, and deeper into the stories. I am your host, Mike Shields, and um, today's episode features an interview with Timothy Conrad, who is the founder and CEO of Unofficial Networks. Tim, it can be easily stated, is an adventurer, uh, as well as an innovator. His website and company, Unofficial Networks, is is a popular outdoor news and entertainment website with a focus on snowboarding and on skiing. Uh, Through his work with Unofficial, um, Tim has been privy to a great deal of travel, and in this podcast, he shares with us some of his experience and uh, insight gained from all his globe trotting. Um, We also have sitting in on the discussion is Brian Saxon, who, uh, who has joined us multiple times. He's also a seasoned traveler, and... Um, so he has a lot to say on this subject as well. And, uh, you know, although we do touch you know, on a great deal of topics throughout the podcast, um, I think a shared passion for, for the natural beauty that, that planet Earth holds uh, shines through. Um, and I, I hope you enjoy this discussion as much as I did. I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good talk. And like I said, we, 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 do, we bounce around a whole bunch, but... Um, but I think it's a great deal of fun. So, uh, so let's get uh, let's get into it. So, uh, welcome to um, the podcast, Tim. Uh, thank you for making the time. Um, glad to have you here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm and, honored. And uh, cool, man. And uh, we're honored to have you. And uh, welcome back, Brian. Hello. Uh, uh, glad you can join us. I know you have a great deal to uh, to add for this one. Um, I especially. think so. I think Hopefully. so. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I will add. I'll, I'll, I'll add. <laughs> you're, not, you're not just a pretty face. No, yeah, I'm a mathematician. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this podcast. That's, you know, not only because I want to learn more uh, about you and your project, um, projects, uh, but also we recently we've, you know, dove into some pretty weighty subjects here on the, on the podcast from the refugee crisis worldwide to the future of protests and beyond. So... I think it's fun that, you know, we're going to kind of dive into, there's a potential to talk um, about, you know, some of the beauty out there in the world, because, you know, this does have to do with travel and, and a lot of that. So, but let's just, let's get started by, um, you know, uh, talking about your company. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about Unofficial Networks? Sure. Unofficial Networks is a ski and snowboard entertainment site. Yeah. I started in 2006 mm-hmm. in Squaw Valley, California, with my older brother John Conrad. He was. It was you two starting this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It. Uh, Wait, you were living out in Squaw Valley at this time. I was. Yes. Yeah, I graduated college and moved out west to be a ski bum. Yes, and that was nice. my plan. Yep, yep. 
And I worked my first season at a boot fitting shop, making mm-hmm. custom ski boots and busting tables at a sushi restaurant awesome. at night. Living the post-college dream. You got it. Yeah. How, yeah. How's the sushi in, in mountain towns generally? Generally, I would say uh, it's hit or miss. Yeah. The, you know, there's some mountain towns where they get fresh fish. They fly it in. They, they make yeah, it happen. it's a priority for them. To, yeah. yeah. I mean... Especially if you get your reputation out that you're the fresh, fresh fish place. Right. But, I mean, America gets fresh fish everywhere, right, nowadays? No, I've been to parts of New Mexico where they just don't get that shit. Yeah. And I'm, it's probably a priority thing, too. There's, you know, less of, it's a lot of New Mexican cuisine, but it's not it's not a thing they eat right. out there. Yeah, like, every time I go into somewhere in the mountains and people are telling locals are telling me like you need oh this sushi restaurant's really good and I'm just yeah, like yeah. fuck out of here I want to sure? I want to eat elk yeah. Yeah. where can I eat moose <laughs> um, Squall Valley you and your brother yeah what uh, what was the inspiration at the time it was 2006 and there wasn't a lot of information online about ski condition reports that's, that's a little surprising to me that's I guess you know that's yeah, it was right at the kind of cusp of, yeah. I guess, the second generation or the mm-hmm. the new internet. Um, at the time, you'd yeah, either Facebook have to Facebook was call, really young. Was yeah, Facebook young? was... I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't on... I feel like I joined Facebook late, and I didn't join it until, like, 2007. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy, which... That's but even then, that was before the Facebook news feed. Yeah, so totally. It was a different right. site. Yeah, and so you're seeing a void in... in yeah, at the time, if you wanted condition reports for your local ski hill, you had mm-hmm. to call up the snow phone and get the recording, yeah. which was going to tell you something better than it actually was. Yeah. If you were lucky, the website would have a photo of the day, yeah. which was posted sometime in the afternoon, so that's not going to do you any good in the morning. Totally. So the idea behind the original website, which was unofficialsquaw.com, was that we would provide a more accurate ski report. And at, at that point, was it just for Squaw? Because, I mean, you just said Squaw's in the name. It was just for... It was just Squaw Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I was living in a little slopeside uh, house. It's kind of a rundown shack. <laughs> that, that's that's where, ski bombing. Yeah, ski bombing. Yeah. Ski bombing. And I'd go out in the morning on ski. I'd come back before work. I'd jump online. And I'd write up a little report, put up nice. some photos about what the skiing was like out there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, get up between you know ten and eleven a.m. So hopefully, it was early enough for people to make a decision on the afternoon. Yeah. For people driving up from San Francisco or up from Sacramento or Reno, hopefully, mm-hmm. it'd give them kind of a, an idea if they wanted to come up for the weekend and what conditions mm-hmm. were like. Mm-hmm. And that was it, really. Yeah. Occasionally, we'd post a video of my friends and I ripping around, mm-hmm. and uh, that's really where it started. And so, at that point, did you have any ambitions? Because I know I know what it's become. Any ambitions beyond that, or you just wanted to provide that service to, you know? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... How much ambition does a ski bump yeah, have? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, my ambition was just to... <laughs> live in a shack and just ski like every morning and uh, that was the idea was to just make enough money so i didn't have to bust tables at mm-hmm. the sushi restaurant now you're now you're an entrepreneur and a, and a businessman and i guess yeah yeah <laughs> i don't happens. know how it that happens. happened it happens but somewhere along the way i guess it happened yeah i just wanted to i i figured it was something cool that i would use yep. and that my friends would use and that would be just a cool thing to have right 
And if we can make a way, figure out a way for it to pay the bills and, and become financially sustainable, mm-hmm. all the better. All the better. But that was a long shot. I mean, the chances of this thing failing were pretty high. It was, it was more <laughs> right. just a, something to work on. Fingers crossed, maybe it will become something. Yeah. When did it, when did it start uh, becoming outside of Squall and, and you know, blowing up soon after? Or? So that I started in 2006. And uh, I kind of built it up somewhat uh, up until 2009, uh, 2008, I guess, late 2008. But we're talking, I remember one day I got 48 people on the website. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, yeah, man. Damn, I got 48, 48 people, people on yeah. my site to read, to read my condition reports. Totally. This is happening. These aren't just my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That don't skate. Yeah, right? totally. It's not my mom checking that. Like, yeah. yeah, these are people I've never met before. <laughs> right, right. Checking it's, out my ski it's, reports. It's a cool feeling. I was talking to you earlier because, you know, I, this, is, this is what we're doing here. It starts from a website across the margin. And, uh, you know, the early days, the same thing. I couldn't, I, I would lose my mind when other people were, I'm like, they're reading my stuff. Yeah. Reading, you know, reading what I'm putting out and it just, it's, it's mind blowing. It's inspiring. I mean, we were talking about ambition. It's something it kind of fuels the fire a little bit. I remember we made t-shirts up and we sold them on the website. The first, I guess this was the second year we were selling Mm t-shirts and we sold maybe a dozen of them. I think mostly to my friends and family, like my mom bought one. Yeah. Yeah. But I showed up at the local ski bar, and there was a guy wearing an unofficial squash shirt. And you don't know guy? I don't know guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this guy's wearing an unofficial squash shirt. Yeah. This is awesome. That's fun. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always hoping to run into a stranger wearing any of our gear. Yeah. That would, that would blow my mind. So that's kind of the, I mean, it was, though we didn't have many followers, the followers who were checking it out were really yeah. into it. Yeah. We built up a pretty loyal following. Small but loyal. And in 2008, I kind of threw in the towel because I had started another website with my brother called G-Captain, mm-hmm. which is a website for professional mariners. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was checking that out. It was, I mean, I was t- talking to you, Brian, the other day about it. It's a real deal site. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's what, is, what is it? It's like kind of like a trade magazine for, for shippers and, and captains of... Large, huge fucking vessels, right? Yeah, I large ocean going vessels. Large ocean going vessels, yes. yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is your brother into that? Or? Yeah, so he went to SUNY Maritime, which is, he started off at the Naval Academy and then left the Naval Academy and went to SUNY Maritime, where he graduated with basically a license to operate large ships. Right. Uh, I guess when he graduated, he didn't have that license, but that's what he kind of built upon to get to the point where he has an unlimited tonnage license, which means he wow. can basically so walk onto any ship and, and take control of it. So the barge in Castaway, when Tom Hanks wakes up, and uh, they're sounding the alarm. Like, he could he could rock one of those. It's, I feel yeah, like those are the biggest... Those, those are bigger than aircraft carriers, right? Some of those barges? Super th- tankers, I think, are the biggest. Right. And he was running... So he was running the Exxon Valdez route from... Alaska, bringing oh, bringing oil down from Alaska down the West Coast, mm-hmm. um, and then he worked on a number of other ships, um, finishing his career with exploratory drill ships, yeah, drilling for oil in different places, and then he left that to start G Captain, which I launched. Oh, so, so he made it a full time thing. This this yeah. this wow, amazing. Yeah. 
So in 2008, it was just getting off the ground and it had gotten some traction early on. And uh, so you're scra- you scrapped unofficial at this point. To, to I kind of put it on the back, back burner. Back burner. Yeah. You know, I was updating it once a week, but not really putting. Yeah, the no heavy heart, there's no heart in once a week. That's, yeah. that's just maintenance. That's just I just kind of chalked it. it up to a, a failed experiment. Sure. It's my shaving pattern. Once a week? Once a week. <laughs> you know how much you're, you're giving a shit? Like, yeah. is it every other day or is it uh, once a week? I don't know. <laughs> but um, what brought it back? I got contacted by a guy from Palo Alto who was an angel investor. Uh-huh. And he was one of the small but loyal following. So he, he was and one he of the said, ones. Mike, Mike picked uh, up his pen for, for those like, listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> angel investor. That's, yeah. What's that guy's name? What's, What's that guy's what is, name? What is he doing? Mr. Now? Angel. <laughs> uh, so he hit you up? So, he, yeah, he sent me an email out of the blue and said, I'm a big fan of Unofficial. I noticed you haven't been updating it. Was wondering yeah, he called you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Interesting. That's yeah. fascinating. I didn't yeah. know that. That's well, that that shows he was really into it, though. That shows it was like something he. Yeah. Yeah, and he apparently yeah. saw a sticker on a on a lift pole that I'd put up. Nice. Uh, like a year Would earlier, you, yeah, I just kind of started checking out the site yep. and thought it was a useful site. Uh, and contacted me out of the blue and said, "Hey, I noticed that you haven't been updating the site. I was wondering if maybe." Uh, you'd want to get it going again. I don't know what, why you didn't stop yeah. up, updating it, but maybe we and could was, figure out a way to get going. He was willing again. to invest a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's 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 a nice that's, mo- that's, that's a nice that's moment. A yeah. 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 So that's the American dream. Yeah. Right there. That's a new American dream. It's a new. Yeah. The, the new, new one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the old white picket fence. No, no, no. Fuck that dream, fuck man. That dream. Nobody wants that. No. Get, get out of, go to college and then get get that's a job and get, work in that job for forty years and and yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know maybe that's get the a trick. Co- it's like Revolutionary Road. You right. get there, you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, people do fucked up. Well, it's things. interesting that entrepreneurship has become so trendy. It's kind of. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's like a, a trend thing. Like people, I, I think it's just. Generally, human beings don't want to be. They, just, I mean, I, I remember when I got out of when I got out of college. All I wanted to do was was get a job, mm-hmm. and just to like start making money and and pay bills and like you know live. Did um, you come straight to New York? You yeah, said, I, I did. You went to school in Pittsburgh. I went to school in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I went to film school out there, yeah. and uh, I I remember saying like I just want to like work in the movie business, and yeah. you know I just want to work. On, I just and. A lot of that is freelance, which coming out of school and then making contacts and making connections and freelancing is is tough. But um, so I just wanted a job. And, uh, you know, I got a couple jobs and it's only after a matter of time where you're working for someone else. um, And I know I can talk to you two about this because you understand, but. At a certain point, you're just like, "What am I doing? Like, yeah. what what is this? Is this like what my what life is supposed to be? Like, I just show up for work every day. I mean, a lot of people show. The craziest thing that I've been thinking about lately is that people show up for a job that they work in an office that has no windows for like eight or nine hours. Yeah, you I'm just like, you're going to some cubicle. I've been in a cubicle. I've, been I've, in a I've cubicle. done it. Yeah. I've done it. It fucking sucks. Absolutely. And it sucks if there's no, if there's, if you're not seeing the outside world, it sucks if you're not seeing the sun because there's, you're dedicating so much of your life. You're dedicating so much of your life to, uh, 
to spending an amount of time when the sun is out, when you should really be basking in all the sun's glory and and seeing the sky and seeing the clouds. Ideally. Yeah, ideally. And you're sitting in an office. In an office with no windows, maybe. Like, that sucks. That fucking sucks. That's why you end up, like, yeah. having a ski bum yeah. going out and living uh, yeah, so I, 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 I had a friend that, like, um, he was, uh, he worked for, like, Citibank. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he was in, like, Building 7 of of uh, the World Trade Center. Oh, wow. And after that, he, like, he, he just really was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Cool. Like, you know, obviously that's a much bigger... Yeah, big, Catalyst, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Change, yeah. But he, he he went out to Snowbird and and uh, became a ski bum for like two years. Just worked out as a lift it operator, does. and he even like says he even referenced back to. It, he's just like it was like the best years, best years I had. It was great, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that kind of fucks with me living in New York is when you're living up in the mountains, you you kind of have this understanding of the natural world and. For instance, like the moon cycle. Right. Like when you're living up in the mountains, you know when it's a full moon because it's been getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. You not only know when it's a full moon, you know like everything leading up to it. And you know, yeah, yeah, it's not like you're looking at a calendar, you're like even really maybe even cognizant of it. Or your Facebook feed tells you to look outside because there's a full moon tonight. It's just like, ah, you know, the moon's getting fuller. And then you look out one day and you're like, it's probably full because it's really bright out here. Right. We're in New York, like. No, any idea. Well, the the other thing too is, uh, I I really notice when I travel is how much how much effort my girlfriend and I put on every day. What where are we seeing the sunset? Like where where are we gonna be? Like at what time? You should be like, oh well, we should that should be we should finish that like around five o'clock. Then we can like go back and and have like a, a cocktail and watch the sunset. And in New York, Sundowner. sundowners, as they uh, in Africa, as they refer to it, uh, is that when they're having their their like sun, it's like a drink. Sound that a great term? South yeah, South Africa, it's, South, it's South, the sunset cocktail. Sun, sundowners, <laughs> sundowners, <laughs> yeah. South Africans, they uh, they're just like, where are you having sundowners mm-hmm. tonight? And you're just like, wow, where are you are, my <laughs> yeah. 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 You tell me, man. But uh, I get back to New York, and I, I remember we were uh, not this last trip, but the trip before. We were, my girl and I were talking and we were just like you know what we should really make an effort to like catch the sunset every day in New York and she was just like we should have like sunset parties where we invite people like once a week and this and that and then like we congregate and we, we watch the sunset together and uh, we don't do it and then you just got back yeah we got back and just got back in this yeah. fucking whatever this is well let me right. ask you then that's yeah. like because you were in Squaw Mm-hmm. And then, like, I mean, you're in touch with the natural environment. You obviously love skiing. So living, like, what? Why are you here? What's like? What brought you to Brooklyn? Um. Well, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> sure, <laughs> there's not a lot of time between '06 and yeah. now. Yeah, but I mean, what am I doing in Brooklyn? Yeah. Well, well, let's say this, like. Obviously, this um, this site has afforded a whole lot of travel too, right? As, as things expanded, and yeah. That, that so yeah. I mean, you're not. That's one thing with you, Brian. Too, you're you're here, right? And this is your home base, and you work in film, and you're here. But like, you 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 do you take the effort to do you know you travel a whole lot, and then you come back and you you know a, right. a culture filled city. It's not like you're, right. You're kind of you're working a way to get both, and, and that's I, yeah, sure, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't just live here. Yeah. Just like be here all the time. Totally. I couldn't do it. 
I, 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 I love this place. I love the city. Um, I hate the city too, though. Like it's a, yeah, like, it's, a love hate, it's, it's a, it's a love hate relationship. I don't have any city, problem yeah. saying that. Like the city gets to me sometimes. Absolutely. Um, and I do travel. You're a lot. only human, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, but uh, if I couldn't get out and like go to lots of different places, I'd get I'd get swallowed up. I think I see I like I see people get swallowed up. Yeah. You see, like millions of people get swallowed up. Absolutely. Ride the fucking train at rush hour. Yeah. Ride the train at rush hour and see despair. Despair in people's eyes. Um, I like. I tend to uh, like. I'll get it. I'm sure everyone else has gotten that too. But I think getting out and getting outside of this uh, this craziness. It's crucial. I don't know. And and let me. You know, on the flip side of it, if I do, and I love to ski. I love being in the mountains. I love being at the beach. I love being in the jungle. I love being in the desert. Uh, and all those places I go that are beautiful, that really like, that I bask in all that. I don't know if I could ever live in one of those places. Yeah, if that would be enough. Yeah, if that yeah. Would be enough. I, like, yeah, I think yeah. about that often. Like, yeah. it's, I, you know, I need to see plays. I need to see music. Yeah, I, like, I need I to go to restaurants. I need to go to restaurants. I need to like just a gorgeous sunset, as amazing as it is. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's, I don't know. Yeah, not yeah. But uh, but that being said, I mean. Yeah. But you need to touch base. I mean, you need to. You need to get in nature. You need to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that? I mean, uh, what but I, at the same time, you need the simulation of being in a city. Totally. I um I I just had a friend of mine who uh he just went to Patagonia and he hasn't done much traveling. He's I like I I'm way out of my league with you two as far as traveling. But like he talking to him, it was unbelievable. Um, like he almost welled up, t- t- uh, telling me about three. It was like, I think it was sunsets that he saw in Patagonia that he welled up at. It's yes. just like I was moved by this natural environment that I've never seen anything like it, and I was it was like I was moved to tears three times. That's and he's like he's kind of he's kind of not that dude too. He's not that type of person. That's he's awesome. Like, and he was in like he was like the way the, the look in his eye, the glimmer in his eyes as he's telling me, and I'm like. I mean, Tim, you were just, uh, yeah, I was just in Chile, not in Patagonia, but, uh, Northern and Central Chile yeah. when, two weeks ago. Amazing. Yeah. What were you doing down there? Just traveling. Totally. Yeah. My wife used to live down there mm-hmm. and she lived with a family that she's still really close with. So yep. we went down to see them, but also just an excuse to get back down to South America. South America is a... And amazing place. You spent you spent a you spent a lot of time down there. I have, I mean, yeah. You spent yeah. I mean, yeah. So to rewind the clock, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah bring bring some brings back. Yeah. Totally. And uh, so soon after launching our official squaw, that summer I traveled down to South America and launched unofficial Andes. That the was I, the second one, unofficial Andes. Yeah. Okay. With the idea being that there was no information on how to ski South America, and I put together a website kind of laying it. Are these there. all? They're all individual websites at this point. Yeah. Okay, exactly. so it's not like it's an unofficial site, and then no. Okay, cool. They're standalone sites. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so that's the second one. That's the second one. Yeah. And this was before the investor. Okay, before so Mr. Angel. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, put all so, my money so even so aside and kind of. Wrangled together a few thousand bucks and bought a plane ticket to South America and yep. went down there awesome. to, to ski bomb. And yeah, and it was an incredible experience. Uh, everything's relative, right? So I grew up 
the first time I went skiing was in Butternut, as we were talking yeah. about earlier in Massachusetts. At the age of 13, At 13, yeah. on a Boy Scout trip. And I thought, wow, this is great. I'm up in the mountains. And then uh, I went to college up in northern Vermont and skied Stowe and yep. Jay Peak. And yep. I was like, wow, these are much bigger than Button- Butternut. Have you been out west or anything yet? I've like, taken one trip. Yep. Um, but, you know, now I remember I doing my first it time snowboarding on a west coast mountain. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? Where'd you, where'd you go? I just I was out in Colorado, I think A Basin, right? But you yeah. know, you know, I was visiting Boulder, and like I just because you know th- it's such short runs here. Yeah, and I was like, this is like I I, I like I had to stop and sit down halfway down. I'm like this is crazy. Right, this is absolutely yeah. insane. What's going on here? But and when you ski in the east, they've cut trails, and you're clearly at yeah. a ski area that's basically built the runs that you're going to ski on yep. where you go out west and you're you just can, on the side of a mountain absolutely you can do yeah. you know it's just kind of uh, freewheeling out there it's amazing yeah. yeah so wait so then you go so then I go to Squaw Valley and I'm like holy shit you know this has just blown the roof off everything I've ever done really yeah. before uh, and then you go down to the Andes of South America it's like well these are you know, so is, is real it real deal big fucking mountains yeah so wait so uh um, so say I'm I'm trying to plan like my ultimate ski trip. Like yeah. what what would uh what would you suggest as someone on the list? Yeah. I mean just that's a great question. You yeah. know, that's probably the question I, I get the most from just you know, being here in New York, you meet people who are into skiing, whether it's at a cocktail party or a kid's birthday party or right. wherever you end up and people inevitably ask what you do and explain that I run this ski website and they usually ask me, Oh yeah, well where should I go skiing? And I mean, the answer to that is really where, like, what are you looking for? Right. And what kind of experience are you trying to get? Right. Yeah. I, um, this one, uh, so one of the most interesting conversations that I've had with you about this is the, um, Brian and I have had some yeah. pretty good conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is the uh, is the Dolomite the Dolomite Super Ski? Yeah, which I I didn't know anything about this. Show. I need to know this right, is right now. Yeah, what the Dolomite this Super is, Ski uh, is. Yeah, because this is you were telling me this, um, and I can't remember if I was stoned, but I might have been, and I was just like, odds. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah. The odds are like in my favor that it was, and I was just like, wait, what? Hang on, what? And he's just like, yeah, this is the most unique like skiing experience that you can have, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take it. Sure. Um, yeah, the Dolomites are um, a region of northern Italy, and there's the Dolomite Super Ski, which is a bunch of individual resorts that have kind of come together to form the largest interconnected ski system in the world. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fucking cool. And the mountains are gorgeous. The Dolomites are just stunning, stunning fucking mountains. The, the, the mountains are called the Dolomites. Yeah. I've never they're they're part of the Alps. Italian... It's Alps. Oh, it's are they the Alps? Alps, technically? Yeah, it's the Alps. Yeah. But I yeah. didn't want to, like, yeah. sound like... Yeah. Yeah, the Alps are yeah. nowhere near there, man. Yeah. <laughs> technically, <laughs> I mean, it's Europe. Europe's fucking yeah. small. Yeah. <laughs> it was part of Ars- Austria, mostly, okay. until the First World War. And yeah. then the Italians won it and took it from Austria, the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Yep, yep. Uh, so now it's Italy, but there's still a lot of Austrian influence there. 
we went there, my wife and I, just because they were having this massive season and we wanted to go check out a new region. And yeah. I always heard about the Dolomites. Totally. And it was There's a lot of buzz. Cool yeah. place. Yeah. I remember seeing one of the James Bond films was filmed. Well, on, was her ma- on Her Majesty's Secret Surface? Or, uh, no, it was one of the 80s ones with Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Yeah, yeah, I don't know I don't know about them. I messed with Roger Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Roger Moore. Is it Live and Let Die? Which one? Was it Live and Let Die? Is it the one where does he... Ski the, on a cello. Uh, I mean, uh, no, no. First of all, that's, that's Living that, Daylight. Living that's Daylight. Living I love Living Daylight. That's, that's Timothy Dalton. Isn't that's Timothy Dalton. Oh, Timothy. Ah, Timothy yeah, that is Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, that is Dalton. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. That yeah. and License to Kill. Yeah, those yeah. are his two. He only had two. He only had two. Man, he wasn't. I don't know if the public wasn't feeling him or. Yeah, he was. He did not get the reception. I think he was looking no. for. I still. I, I still. Those Bond Gilles. films were kind of over the top, though. Which Roger Moore ones were? Roger Moore ones sucked. No, not all of them. No, come on. Well, Moonraker. I mean, when Moon, when they were in James space, Bond went to space. Yeah. No, but that's kind what of. I haven't. All right. I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of James Bond. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of the Roger Moore ones. I've seen like Living Let Die. At, then we're talking out of school. No, man. I've seen great. like Living Let Die is great. You know, with Christopher Walken. Yes, it's not. It's not. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> no, fuck that shit. <laughs> Living Let Die with Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken and uh, is uh, is what's, what's, the, what's the one in New Orleans? Oh, with uh, is that where he runs out of the crocodiles? Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> that's awesome. That's early. That's early, Roger Moore. I'm talking late, Roger Moore. You know, you know who was a great Bond, and he only really had a one solid Bond movie was Pierce Brosnan. Goldeneye was dope. Well, he and, had yeah. What you're every, saying he was a good Bond. He was amazing. But it was bad movies. Even, he was in. even the even the uh, he's a great actor. All he's an amazing actor. You want, you want to know a good. Uh, Factoid. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. So Pierce Brosnan was supposed to be the James Bond before Timothy Dalton. Ah, and Cubby Broccoli, who is the producer of the Bond films, goes, I think you need to age 10 more years before you're Bond. Oh, you, oh you, I did hear that. You need some I did time. hear that. Wow. And then they fucking hired him. That's crazy. He's just wow. like, yo, look, I put I put uh, some grays in here. Yeah. I a put some bags under was, my eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I haven't slept. I, I, I quit sleeping. Yeah. Uh, View to a Kill was Roger Moore. View to a Kill. With Walken. I love that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. View to a Kill. Your eyes only that's the one with the blimp. Love me. Yeah. The blimp. Yeah, that's not that great. That's not that great. That's with, uh, what's her name's in it, too? Um, uh, the, the tall one. Beautiful. Yeah, tall one. What's her name? Grace, Grace, Grace Jones. Jones, Grace Jones. Yeah. All right. So, so go on. The Dolomite. The Dolomite. Dolomite. Super ski. No. Well, the Dolomite Super Ski. Yeah. What, what I'm like to be able to answer the question, you know, or like to be the in, in authority on like where do I go skiing? That means yeah. you've gone skiing a lot of places. Like, where have you traveled in the world? Like, where, where has where wait. has this journey taken you? Is this this is another? Hang on. He he has to like finish the. The, what Dolomite. the Dolomite right, super cool. ski is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's, there's more yeah, to it. yeah. Right. yeah they, he hasn't finished. All right, yeah. I'm coming so, back to that question. So, go on. I'm coming yeah. back. So, yeah, the Dolomite super ski is the largest interconnected ski system in the world. Um, and to kind of, I guess, put that in perspective, so we flew in and we were planning on skiing just one little area of it, but my wife has friends who are Italian, and we said, hey, listen, the first couple days, we're going to stay in this town called Cortina, which is a place I really wanted to check out, mostly mm-hmm. because of the Bond film, and yep. just, just this place that looked very... Some nerd shit, I respect that. I, I respect yeah. that totally. nerd shit. Yeah. Totally. 
and we said, hey, we'll leave it up to you to pick the next destination. Uh, just make sure it's in the Dolomites mm-hmm. so that we can make an easy travel to, to meet up with you guys. Um, so they sent us a couple days later the name of the town, and they said, this is where we're going to be staying. We said, great, sounds good. Didn't think twice about it because we had a rental car. We're like, hey, wherever it is, we're in the Dolomites. We'll figure it out. Uh, until they arrived, and they actually met up with us. And then they're like, we're really worried because to get to this next town, it's going to take about six hours by car. I was like, you guys, like the next place we're going is six hours by car? Yeah. That's a whole day. Like that's a whole day of driving. Yeah. That's a fourth of the day. Well, (laughs) technically travel day, you wake up, you drive, you have breakfast, you drive, (laughs) you eat lunch, you keep driving, you get there, you check into your hotel. That's a full day, man. That's a day. That's a travel day. So we're sitting at this lodge at the top of a mountain. <laughs> I'm not serious you got about that. You know, just you're like, yo, six hours. Yeah. Let's, let's get into it, please. He's right, though. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, not, it's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a travel day coming back, too. It's two travel days. Not wrong. It's, not, it's not one because you have to come back as well. Ah. ah. Yeah. So we're sitting at this lodge at the top of the mountain, kind of down, like, uh, I can't believe we have to get in a car tomorrow and drive six hours. That sucks. So we pull out a, a map of the Dolomite Super Ski, and we're sitting there with some Dutch people who are also uh, kind of doing a tour around the Dolomites, and we we're telling them about how we had to get to this town, and uh, they go, well, you can ski there. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, here you go. This is you where we are, and they're, and they're pointing there. on the map where we are. They're like, this is where we are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like... But no, because like, if you use the words, you can ski there, that could also mean like when you get there, you can ski. Nah. Yeah. And then it hit me. Yeah. He's saying you can ski to, to yeah. that place. <laughs> so it'd yeah. be like... So if, they're pointing at the map, and they're like, this is where we are. Yeah. They're like, if you ski off the backside of this mountain... And you get on this lift, it'll take you up to this lift, Lagazui. You take that around, and then you just start making your way across the Dolomites. <laughs> and you guys should be able to get there before the lifts close at 5 o'clock. And we're looking at him like, you serious? So we call over the guy who owns the, the little mountain chalet that we're in, this Italian guy. Yeah. And we're like, we're trying to get to this town. And he's like, yes, yes, it'll take you a few hours. You'll have to take many lifts, but you it can get It is a full there. travel day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, holy shit. So we just put a couple pairs of underwear and some clothes in our backpacks, yeah. and the next morning we head out, and we ski down, like, crack of dawn to the first lift. There's nowhere like, you get on I've a lift. ever heard ever that you could, like, yeah, you could ski there. Yeah. Like, like, so we set out at 9 o'clock yeah. in the morning. We took 21 different lifts. And we arrived at this town at 4 o'clock in the evening, about an hour before the lift So just like skiing, going yeah. up, skiing. So you ski. I'll pull, I'll pull, up, I'll pull up the uh, picture for you. So for the podcast oh listener. Yeah. No, we, no, I'm also, I'll, I will We're share this in the article because yeah. like, this is. Yeah, so, so oh basically I'm, I'm showing a trail map. It, it's like a trail map. It's like a trail map, but, but it's more it, of a like satellite photo. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's so just, those are all different resorts, and then you could just bing, 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 bing. This doesn't even make fucking sense. It doesn't when you're used to yeah. fucking skiing. So you'd ski, you'd ski, you'd ski, you'd, you know, take a couple lifts, and then you'd take another gondola or a trail yeah. or a ski lift or a cable car. Yeah. You get over a ridge, 
And then there's just another huge valley in front of you with lifts going in all different uh, directions. So you're like, okay, we have to get to that lift. Logistical question. Is this all under one, like, like payment? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one pass covers how many, like, how many resorts? I don't know. And how many, how many, mi- how many miles? I don't know. That's, many. That's a very specific question. For uh, yeah. many. That's crazy. That's so I, I got to do that. When we do it again, yeah, because uh, we certainly will. The way to do it is basically each chairlift. Just about well, I would say more than half the chairlifts have some kind of hut at the bottom and at the top. Yeah, and most of those have a restaurant on the first floor mm-hmm. and then a bunk room on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people we were meeting on the trip were going from hut to hut, which is all connected by ski trail. So you can go to hut to hut skiing in other parts of the world, but it's a lot of backcountry. Um, extreme type skiing yeah. in order to access these huts. Yeah. Where in the Dolomites, it's blue intermediate runs that you take to get to these huts. So you can do it with your daughter of you know nine, ten years old yeah. who has um, average ski abilities. Totally. And you you go into these huts on the first floor. You, you're served a delicious Italian meal, like a ridiculously delicious Italian meal. Yeah. And then you go upstairs to the bunk room. You crash. Next morning, you get up, you take a couple lifts over, you drop your bag off at the next hut, and then you ski that zone and just kind of keep making your way around. Life. That is life. Life. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, so, Dolomites just fucking blew my mind. But I do want to go back to that question, like, because if you are able to be, you know, in authority, uh, so to speak, on... on, on the question of where should I ski? Yeah. Where where have you been? Like where uh, where else have you skied? Well, or I've been I mean, really fortunate. Uh, I've gotten to travel all over the world skiing. Yeah. And it's a great way to see the world. Totally. The downside is you got to lug a ski bag around, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. And trying to figure out how to fit four ski bags in a taxi cab. Uh, in Morocco is pretty difficult. Not all taxi cabs are created equally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's a great way to see the world. Yeah. Because not only do you get to see the cities that you fly into, but you get to get up in the mountains and yeah. in some cases see wildlife and just yep. places that a lot of people just don't, frankly, don't get to see. Totally. It's not like just visiting cities or, you know. What, or the tourist path, you know, yeah. that's mm-hmm. been beaten down because you're there with a mission. It's great to travel with a mission. Yeah. If your mission is. Well, your mission was uh, is like to kind of bring it back to, to unofficial networks. Was that something? Did you feel responsibilities that grew to see more so that you can, you know, grow this website and grow the experience for, for you know, your, your fans? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because for a long time it was just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had the angel investor step in and we, through that, I was allowed to hire a big staff. Yep. And then after three years, he just, he decided to walk away from it. Okay. Uh, and then it fell back on me. And for a number of years, it was just me running it. And I was really just the only voice on the site. So, uh, I had to, You're like, sure. I need to create some content here. Yeah. Right? I was like, I better make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Totally. And then something, uh, you know, I still, um, Try to explain to my to my lovely wife. <laughs> hey, but hey, hey I, babe, need, I need to go. Hey, babe, I gotta go to <laughs> you know ski powder and Alta because I gotta keep a pulse on what's going on here. 
Which, I mean, but it, yeah. that is not like untrue. It is like it is. There is a responsibility there to Yeah, you know. I mean, it's not bullshit. No. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. You got because know. if I'm gonna be, you know, if I'm gonna tell people what's up, or at least have a website that tries to inform people on yeah. skiing. I can't just be talking to my ass. So, I have to at least understand uh, some of what's going on. Absolutely. Right? So where are some of the most, um, you know, another vague question coming from me, but like uh, some of the most like besides, <laughs> which I'm still kind of revealing <laughs> from the Dolomites, uh, what, what are some of the places that like, you know, to kind of piggyback on that question you get yeah. all the time, what are what are some places where you you can go and get your mind blown in a way that mind like... Mind blown, yeah. Where'd you, where'd you at? What's that? Japan. Japan, right? Yeah, Japan. Deepest, uh, I want it don't, they have the, uh, the deepest snowfalls. They, they have the most, they have the most annual snowfall anywhere. Really? Yeah, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Is that, is that, yeah? Pretty uh, much. Hokka- Hokkaido? Uh, well, uh, basically the, all of Japan. Right. Uh, Honshu, the main island, and the North Island, Hokkaido. What basically happens is you get these super cold air masses that move across Siberia, and then they hit the Gulf of Japan, and it's lake effect. We've all heard of lake effect mm-hmm. snow, mm-hmm. but this is lake effect. Uh, to, like on steroids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, going to 11. Yep. And they crash right into the Japanese Alps, which basically come out of the beach on the west side of Japan, and they just blast. I mean, you're talking and, insane amounts of snowfall. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All up and down Japan. And the other thing about Japan that most people... I think don't I didn't fucking know. I mean the it's a it's an archipelago of islands, which you right. know. But it's so mountainous. Yeah, like, yeah. The all the islands have mountains yeah. just covering them. Yep. So Japan has over I think it's five hundred ski resorts. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. And, I didn't know that. And and also the, the And it's part of their culture. It, it, um, it's a, I, it's, I, I I had no idea of that either. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and also I haven't skied there. I've been to Japan. Um, I haven't skied there, but yep. Japan's fucking crazy to begin with. Crazy. I, I mean, you I want to go for culinary. So that's what you can't. Well, yeah, and and that that's actually what I was going to say is that yeah. you, from what I've heard about, like the amount of like deep powder that you're that you're experiencing there, you get off and you're you you get off and then you operate and you're you're eating fucking amazing ramen yeah. in the mountains. Yeah. Di- I mean, different different like types, different like different yeah. regional ramens or different whatever the food is. Like, I, yeah. I, I didn't know you can you can pair it with an amazing the, ski the cultural component of yeah. the Japanese ski vacation yep. Yep. is just mind blowing. Totally, because you can also go to their onsens, their naturally fed hot springs. Uh, which I've been. Lo- <laughs> yeah. Great to jump in. I, yeah, you can. Um, I went to an onsen in uh, Hakone, and uh, you can, you can. So I mean, basically, they're taking, they're taking the uh, sulfuric. Uh, the, the, the what? What is it? I can't even fucking whatever. It, it's the water. Natural the water. Heating natural water that's sulfur. too fucking hot. To stinks that, like and, eggs. Yeah, that like a human being, a human being will like jump in and they'll they'll dissolve, but then they cool it. So they cool okay. they cool the water they bring and it then down people, to a temperature and so they have all these spots. Sink into, yeah. But the Japanese are so fucking weird that they, <laughs> which they are. They're like Japan They're is fucking, fucking weird, weird, man. Fucking it's weird, weird and it's love us. it. I fuck no, I love it. I love all of it. 
But um, they, uh, you can bathe in red wine. The, yeah. Like the onsen I went to, you can bathe in red wine. You can bathe, you can bathe in red, red wine. Not weird. Yeah. That's, 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 that's normal. normal. They're, they're, they're weird. They're weird. weird. You can bathe. Weird. You can bathe in green tea. Like you can bathe in all these different. How do, how do, I mean, they isolated themselves from the world for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah, yep. that it just bred. You know, it was an incubator. Of how weirdness. do I? How do I know that like bathing in green tea is not like the shit? Apparently, it's, it's antioxidants. I'm not saying it's I, not the I shit. Mean, I'm I, just saying it's, it's unusual it's, to American it is. perspective. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you're thinking about like the huge tubs where people are bathing in red wine, yeah, there is someone that that's his job to. Just go out and buy massive amounts of wine and just sit and there and uncork them and, pour, and pour them so yeah. that, you know. Do you pour, you can, and how can often? You like, how you often? Like, I, 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 I like a, yeah. Just be like, what is this? Is this a Shiraz? I'm not fucking bathing in this. I'm not doing this shit. I only bathe in Pinot. I don't, I don't bathe in Merlot. Yeah. I'm not fucking bathing in Merlot. <laughs> um, so Japan, damn. Like so, Dolomites. Yeah, and so Japan is a. They have a, a lot of snowfall. If you're into powder skiing, mm-hmm. it's. I don't want to give the impression that it's a. Uh, it's a um, sure thing. It's a lock, yeah. Because they have a very short window of time. Do you know that window of time? Yeah. So if you're gonna go to Japan, go in late January, early February, okay. and that's there's basically a four week window where you have to be operating in. Yeah. If you go up to Hokkaido in the North Island, it's mm-hmm. a bit longer, but that moisture that's coming will trans will transition from snow to rain. Yep. And then it gets really ugly. Yeah. And yeah. It's not a place you want to be. Totally. So, but so if you hit it on a and within that window, it's as advertised. If you're into skiing and you've watched the ski films yep. and you've seen people skiing over the shoulder, blower powder. Totally. Uh, it's real. It it's, exists. It's happening. It's, yeah, it's, it's happening about, there. Yeah. Dope. Talking about... Um, um, yeah, you, you're fired yeah, up right yeah, now. I'm, I'm jacked. Yeah. yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, ski films. You've produced a film. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not, it's just websites, Maritime, did I say that right? Maritime. Maritime. Every time I say that, I'm like, did I say that right? Maritime. And then you produce a film, Nar the Movie. What's Nar the Movie? Nar, yeah, Nar. Nar, come on. Nar. I know. You must have, sorry, not to. Yeah. NAR is an acronym, actually. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's there's dots. And there's dots in between the letters. G N A R. G N A R for Which is Gaffney's numerical assessment of radness. Okay. Damn. That's what it stands for. Okay. Yeah. So there's did not see that coming. Yeah. There was there was a guy Shane McConkey who's an absolute legend. Yep. I understand. Uh, anyone who's strapped on skis who considers themselves a free skier has to just look at this guy as an absolute legend godfather of, of what we aspire to do. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, and uh, being a Squaw Valley guy and uh, hitting so close to home, we really wanted to figure out a way to honor this. Did you, did you know him? I knew him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say we were close. Um, you know, I I would say this. Uh, the first time I ever met Shane, I was riding up KT22 at Squaw Valley, which uh-huh. is a chairlift. And uh, it's 
it's, I've never been st- starstruck in my life. Yeah. And uh, it's the only time. Was the time I met I Shane. That's such a, you're such a ski nerd yeah. that like yeah. actually that's your star. I mean, and I'm not taking away yeah. anything. From I that. saw him that's once before, that, but that he just walked by, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's Shane McConkey." Yeah. But that's, I actually, I sat in the chairlift, and he was sitting sitting next to me. It's royalty. And, I mean, you're uh, royalty. It's royalty. Yeah. yeah. That's ski bum stuff, though. That's ski bum shit. Like you were, you moved out to Squaw Valley to be a ski bum, and that was his te- that was his territory, right? That was his hometown. Yeah, yeah. How does this relate to Nar? Uh, well, oh, Nar's yeah. about <laughs> Nar's about him. So okay, Nar, yeah, um, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. And uh, Shane developed this game called the. Free- well, okay, yeah. so um, Dr. Rob Gaffney, who's also a squat skier, legendary guy, probably the best skier ever that the average skier hasn't heard of. Or the average wow. um, aficionado, or doctor, Doctor Rob Gaffney. Yeah, uh, is he a doctor? He is. He's yeah, of <laughs> of psychology, psychiatry, psychiatry. Copy that. Yeah, I like that you just thought that they just like they, they, <laughs> they were just going to call him Doc. Right? I think yeah. in the film you use Doctor like when you're saying him. I uh, I didn't know if that was a if that was a real thing. Term, no, it is term, yeah. because, because yeah. Nar is like it, it's it's all it's awesome. It's an awesome film. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's a super entertaining ski film. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone has seen, uh, if anyone's into watching ski films, one of the things or ski or snowboarding is one of the things that a lot fall under is ski porn snowboarding porn yes. where it's just like you're just shooting you know delicious shots of people treading down the mountain mm-hmm. um but is it something very un- unattainable shots or unattainable experiences for your average skier right like skiing in alaska on spines that only set up yeah. every couple of years right and also is it is it entertaining is it entertaining to watch or are you just like putting that shit on in the morning before you go out yeah uh and you catch some runs but um, but Nar's like entertaining, and Nar actually—it's a ski comedy. Yeah, it oh, is. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. But but it's a comedy. But so I, there's a lot of dialogue. Yes. Oh, big okay. time. Yeah, yeah, there's a story, and I actually like it is a comedy, but I found it quite touching. Like it was. It was. Oh, it, oh, it, it goes. It goes yeah. yeah no, for real. Really? Like, yeah, it was, no. I, yeah. I it was. Don't know anything it, about it? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. Um. It was touching because this whole journey that these that all you guys go on is in. Memoriam for uh, for Shane. Yeah, and uh, I I think it's I think it's done really well. I actually like texted you after I watched. I was just like that was a fucking entertaining movie, man. I was oh, like, thank you for I, saying so. I yeah. was into it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Where, where can our listeners find uh, Nar? You can find it on unofficial networks. Okay. Yeah. Or you can just Google Nar. Yeah. N A R. Yeah. Vimeo, Vimeo, I think Nar, I the movie? Is it on yeah. Vimeo. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's on Vimeo. It's yeah. on free I'll, I'll, to stream. I'll provide the link for this yeah. as well. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So that was really just a project we did to honor our good friend, Shane. fellow shredder Amazing. Shane. Yeah. And uh, the the concept behind the movie is that uh, so Dr. Rob Gaffney wrote this book called Squallywood, which. Uh, do we want to get into this? Yes, Squallywood, <laughs> absolutely. No, you can't say okay. Squallywood and be like, that. <laughs> so Squaw Valley uh, has been, I, I don't know how, for how long, but it's been uh, uh, 
called Squallywood because of all the famous skiers and that's um, hilarious by the way they're just getting made type shenanigans that go on there so he wrote a book basically outlining all the different lines you can ski at this one resort Mm -hmm. and um, giving them a point system saying that if you ski this line uh, it's worth yeah like if if you ski this line if you ski this line naked like one of the things is like if you ski oh, it's naked a, it's like a, it's, there's there's like a game oh that, yeah big time okay. if you yeah. if you roll up on someone and tell them you're you're the best skier on the mountain yeah so like can, can we cut this there's kind of two things that's going on here so Dr. Just, Rob Gaffney we're not Dr. cutting Dr. anything but Dr. Dr. Rob Gaffney yeah. uh, wrote a book Basically, it's like a climbing guide. Yeah. Do you are you familiar with climbing guides at all? No. It basically lays out the different routes. <laughs> I'm, I'm in which completely you can climb, out of my right. here, and, and I'm enjoying it. Says the difficulty level yep. of each line. Uh, yep. So Hugh decided to translate that to a ski resort and say, if you ski this ah, line, okay. the difficulty level is this. Yes. If you're doing low snow, it, it goes up to seven. If you're mm-hmm. doing super high snow levels, it goes down to three. Yeah. So he, became, he created this book that's very technical and very sophisticated. He's a doctor. Yes. This <laughs> is how yeah. you can ski these real lines. Yeah. This is how you can ski these lines, and this is uh, the different ways in which you can approach them, and this is the difficulty based on mm-hmm. the snow level. Yeah. And then he asked his good friend, Shane McConkie, this godfather of skiing, mm-hmm. to write a bonus chapter. And that's all he asked him. He said, hey, could you throw in some words to add to my book? Yeah. And Shane was not only I mean, a true pioneer and visionary in skiing and with abilities through the roof, uh, he was also a comedian and just... He's a funny motherfucker. He's just a funny motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he came back to Rob with this bonus chapter called NAR. Which um, is uh, taking all these lines and and creating a game of it. Okay. Where you get points for skiing these lines, but you would also get points for doing shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yes. In cahoots Got with you. the lines. Got you. So if you, let's say, were skiing a line and you decide to call your mom yep. or talking to your mom on the right. phone while yeah, skiing that, on these lines. Yeah. And we're not talking like like a run at ski resort. We're talking about like a really mm-hmm. technical ski descent. Yeah. You get extra points. Like, motherfuckers are bombing down serious vertical like that and commercial. like on the phone with their moms while they're naked. It's like that commercial and, that, uh, that guy's fighting. So, uh, he's uh, like a James Bond type guy and he's fighting when his mom calls. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I, like, I was watching it and I was just like, I'm like, yeah, put your, put the phone down, put, put yeah. your other hand on the ski pole. Oh, you start getting nervous. Yeah, like, you yeah. start getting nervous and they're just like, yeah. Man. So the, so so the film, it, the film is based, uh, go, go, go. No, go ahead. The film is based on that extra. Yes. So, chapter. so. Through this bonus chapter, the game of NAR came into existence, Amazing. and it was always something joked about. It wasn't something that anyone ever really took s- too seriously. It was just yeah, something that was out there Absolutely. in the ether. And we decided, you know, after he passed away, hey, let's actually hold an event where we take these rules and we have an actual contest to see who can get the most NAR points. Yes, yes. And through the angel, we were able to get twenty thousand dollars together mm-hmm. to actually hold 
the first ever unofficial NAR Blast NAR event. Wow. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's fun. And that's, I mean, that, it was all filmed there and that. Well, it's I'm not gonna, you know what? I'm not gonna ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? That really wet my palate. Like, I, I, I'm, 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 like, I can't wait to see that's it. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Wet, it wet my, my, wet my appetite. Wet my appetite. Uh, what would you say? Is that a no, thing? No, no. That's a thing, right? No. No, 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 no. Huh? Wait, no. It wets your appetite. But a palate canopy. But your palate, uh, no, 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 no. Because your palate isn't. Your your appetite mm. is uh, your appetite is wetted like your appetite's teased, right? Yeah, that's wetting your appetite. Your palate can't be teased. Your palate. I know. Can I, only I, be, I thought it was wrong the moment I said your, it. Your palate it can only your your palate's affected by what's what's put on it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely. You said you, you said yes, so, yeah. that's, <laughs> so, so that's the official so I'm word. Good. I'm good on that. One. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, because anytime anyone's involved in um, something that's, um, you know, not for profit, not for profit and like volunteer based, uh, I saw that you do something called Ski Duck, which is a volunteer based not for profit, not for profit. Why am I having trouble no, with that one? Non, non, uh, no, I think it's been a long day. Nonprofit. Non-profit. non-profit dedicated to um, enriching the lives of disadvantaged and financially underprivileged youth by a. But kind of like introducing and sharing snowboarding and skiing with them. So Ski Duck can, you know, can we shine a light on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So Ski Duck was started by a great dude, Clint Lundy, who um, felt that skiing needed to be uh, brought to more people than uh, currently is. Well, it is. Are, 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 not, are people not skiing enough? Or? Well, no, I don't think it's that. I think... Uh, it's one of these things where it takes a certain amount of money to be able to get a pass, to be able to get the equipment. This is not. This is something. It's kind of a sport of privilege if you think about it. I mean, yeah, I can't. Like, and it's wow. going more and more in that direction, which yeah. is really unfortunate. And so being able to introduce people who would never have that chance to not only experience the the thrill of like the ride, but like also like the nature involved in it, the travel that we're talking about. Yeah. That's a pretty awesome thing. So. Absolutely. And so we would take kids from places of California, uh, basically kids who were financially disadvantaged, and get them up to the mountains to yeah. go skiing. And these kids would generally sign up for a year, so they'd come year, you know, week after week. And really build their abilities. And okay, so and wait, yeah, it wasn't just like um, like an introduction because that's a fucking tease. Like, bring them up. Some kids would. Some kids would come up once and they'd be like, "This just it wasn't for me. them." Absolutely. But Other like, kids yeah. would just have their fucking minds blown and be totally hooked on it. How yeah, old? How old? It was middle schoolers mostly. So you're talking yeah, yeah. sixth, seventh, eighth grade. It went up. You know, the, the ages fluctuated, but it was kind of honed in on right. sixth, seventh, eighth graders. Uh, the interesting thing is most of these kids grew up in California, but they had never seen snow before. Yeah. Because you only get snow up in the Sierra Mountains. Yep. And these kids, I mean, th- their experiences and stories and backgrounds ran the gamut. There were all kinds of kids who were coming up with the ski duck program. Mm-hmm. But no matter who they were, when you pull a van up 
into a snowy mountain environment yeah. for the first time. Whoever that kid is. No matter what you've been through. No matter what you've been through. When those doors open, you get out of the van. The first thing that they do is make a snowball and throw it at their butt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be like... I thought there was going to be like... They, they I, drop to their knees I and thought, it's just yeah, an totally. awe I thought there was going to be like the, all their jaws drop <laughs> right. to the ground. Yeah. And no, snowballs. No, no, no. They, 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 snowballs. <laughs> snowballs. So, so Fucking they, snowballs, they, They're great equalizer. Snow and snowballs. Like, snowballs are life. 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 But I, that's, I just think that's such a cool thing because, like, I mean, there's certain things that people don't get to experience because of their socioeconomic status or, like, just, you know, financial. But, oh. like, so there's, there are so many people in inner cities that, like, they, you know, don't, will never know what the fuck skiing or snowboarding is and, like, why that's a thrill, why that, why, how yeah. that's, because there's a spiritual aspect, too. Like, I mean, I'm sure, I think, yeah. I know you, like, you both, like, get off on it and, it, like, not just, like, a roller coaster thrill wide way. Yeah. A spiritual thing going on when you are, like, it, or, like, riding a wave or riding a mountain. Like, you're, like, you are in, in the touch. moment. Yeah, in the, you're present. You have to stay present in the moment, which you don't. And it's, and it's just you. It's just it's you. It's just you. Yeah. You may be you may be riding with other people, um, and and I've skied with you, and, and it's not it's not easy. It's not easy keeping up with him. But like, for, is, for, is he badass? Is, is it's, he badass? Ridic- it's ridiculous. It really is badass. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I uh, you. The, so we were we were skiing when I, when I skied with you. You guys both ski. Ski, yeah. Uh, I ski with you and uh, my boy Alex. That um, he's usually the one that I'm chasing after, yeah, and like trying to keep up with. He's he's a good skier. Yeah, he's he's a fucking amazing skier. Yeah. And he was trying to keep. Oh, up. you were watching. Alex he trying was to trying to keep up with Tim. Yeah. And then like we, like how's it feel, bitch? How's it feel, bitch? Yeah, we'd stop. It's really funny because there's layers upon me of yeah. people I'm trying to keep up with. You're yeah, no, no. Oh, I mean, I've never not. Yeah, I mean, I, no one's ever tried to keep up with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, I'd stop, and my 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 legs were fucking burning, yeah. and I'm just like, is Tim just like doing the entire mountain, not stopping at all, and then like. Alex would stop and he'd look back at me and just be like, shit, man, now I know what it's like for you to yeah. follow me. <laughs> he realized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that being said, uh, what was my point? I don't know. I'm not going to know your point. <laughs> um, it was going to be a barn burner, though, I'm sure. Yeah, no. Uh, you were you're lining up for something. I see in your eye. Planet Earth. Earth. Planet Earth. <laughs> All right. Let's, 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 uh, let's kind of wind this down by as, as I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the new Wait, season. which one? The new season of Planet Earth. I you know haven't watched any of them. I've seen the scene, which I think is maybe the most amazing thing that's ever happened on television with the iguana. The, it's incredible. It's, the iguana runs from the snakes. It's fucking insane. I, you know, yeah. Jim, you know. Absolutely. I don't know if there's been anything better, like not the Patriots <laughs> come back, like not like it, like on anything on television, not the Battle of the Bastards, like Slow that down. iguana. Slow. Well, eh. It's tough. Uh, wait. <laughs> That's a battle of master's love right there. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I just think it, I've never, I could not, oh, like the pageantry of like, he's just running, he's just running. And wait, like, hang on, hang on for your listeners that haven't, that haven't seen it. There's an episode, so if you haven't, if you haven't started watching Planet Earth 2, 
Uh, it's on BBC America. You can buy episodes on Amazon. I, I Unfortunately, you can't. I tried to. What do you mean? I bought the whole season on Amazon. Did you really? Yeah. 16 bucks. For season two? Yeah. 16 bucks. 16? Oh, you okay. get Planet Earth. You buy Planet, Planet, Planet Earth. Earth. I tried to look last night. I couldn't find it. Did you watch any? I ended up watching Which the one? mountain one. The mountain one. Okay, I yeah. watch in preparation yeah. for this podcast. Yeah, I Brian to do my homework. Yeah, I, Brian off, like, I, I actually I texted Mike lately. Uh, <laughs> you you I watched you could tell. I watched on edibles or like whatever. Like like I'm like I was, oh my god. He's like, Yo, I need to talk about. There's Planet no Earth. way I'm not getting high for Planet Earth. Absolutely, and I was built. Yeah, they know for real. Um, we had I had a job can't so. We had the snow. We had snow come. We had yeah. a blizzard. We had a blizzard. We had yesterday. a blizzard. Yes, there's snow outside. Yeah, we had a we had a blizzard yesterday, Sorry. and um, I had a job cancel on me, and my girl. You know, I thought you were going to open with that. Yeah. No, and just this surrounded by snow. snow yeah. Uh, God, it's not the same thing I here, though. Yeah, I don't think it wasn't that big a deal. He like, can in his, you no. can in the intro. You can go back. Oh yeah, no. It's snowing. Listeners, you will never hear this. Um, no, we. Uh, my my girl didn't have to work either, so we're home. Uh, we start watching some stuff. And Were you drinking just, early? No, I didn't drink. I didn't drink. I didn't drink at all yesterday. Why was that a question I would ask? <laughs> <laughs> we drink. I'm just like, oh. like, 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 no. I went for. I went no, for. Run, I went for a run in the snow. I did like a Rocky Four training montage. I did like a three mile loop um, in East River Park. It just fucking out in it. Nobody else out there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so she wanted to, she was just like, uh, let's watch Planet Earth, yeah. like the new episode. And it was like two in the afternoon. I, was, I, I said, I can't watch it yet because I'm not, I don't want to get high yet. So yeah, that's what it is. I can't watch Planet Earth without. No, without they're, one, they're, one, they're one insane. So either way, the point being... Um, I texted you. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about Planet Earth. I you texted you to watch episode two, Mountains. What happens? Which mountains? I did. There's a. They have a fucking insane. First of all, let let me just say that what they're doing with telling the story in terms of like nature documentaries, uh, from a technical point of view, is incredible. They're shooting things from like they're shooting sequences. Say you have they. they like in the Jungles episode, they have like a, spy, a spider, a baby spider monkey that's climbing up this tree for the first time in, in you know, its life. And then it gets, it, it almost falls and then it gets saved by it, its parent. And it's super, like, super stressful at times and then super sweet at the end because you kind of like see your own humanity. Yeah. Um, they definitely inject a lot of emotion. Dude, absolutely. They try to humanize it. So they're lot. shooting. You know, they do, though. They do. I it, would say that's a... Of, that's a co- of course, because we are fucking animals, and they're, we're, they're shooting animals, and, like, tell me... Well, so, no, so no, you no, watch no, it. Goes, no, no, I would no, say no. that's a critique, though. I was going to say, what? that does... That they're humanizing it. What do you mean? Just because, you know, they have this... If we're going to talk about the mountain episode, yeah, let's let's go into the snow leopard shit. Well, I, I like that's what I was going to bring up. Do it. You good? Yeah, this no, this the mic's not working right now. But like, so you're talking about humanizing it. Like, are they like working on instincts? They're not like thinking over. They're just catching that the baby, like yeah. 
Okay. Are we recording? Uh, is this going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still recording. Okay. First of all, have you we're seen? Uh, okay. Hang on. Hang Wait. On hold on. Hang on a let's, second. Let's have talk you about seen the Snow Leopard? Have you seen the Snow Leopard episode? I just want to make sure that this is recorded because I'm going to yes, tell no, mine drop yeah, it, what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Drop it. A snow leopard doesn't think like a human, right? What do you mean? So that snow leopard scene, right, in which the two males converge on the female, and she's protecting her young, right. And it's like what we perceive as a horrible scene. That's just nature. And if you think of it as a snow leopard or if you are a snow leopard, that's just life. Uh, okay. There's no that's, sad uh, music played over it. I was getting, I was getting to the there's same no, point. Like, it's, um, there's no human uh, depths of emotion that's okay. connected to it. Okay. To combat... What you're saying, I understand what you're saying, but do you mean to tell me that animals don't experience fear? That they don't like that that mother. So basically, no. So, no, so that mother that was. But what I'm saying is, what you witness is raw fucking nature. Absolutely. What you experience sitting on your couch, the eating dr- bonbons, a, the, the, shit, watching big screen TV, unedible. There's, there's a fucking emotional. There's a dramatization. First of all, of course, that we all know. First of all, first of all, it's a fucking 4K TV. <laughs> Second of all, it's um, I've gotten lost. I've gotten lost. No, 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 no. Now, so, so basically, in this sequence, uh, the mother, it, the mother is protecting its kid and it's not a pup it's like it's a kid that's almost going to be an adult and generally uh, uh, adult snow leopards a male snow leopard will eat uh, a young male just because that's that's competition that mother knows that that mother is connected to its young so like the idea that like you're just like oh that's just survivalism that's just nature no that mother is experiencing fear because that mother's experiencing love for her child that mother's experiencing fear for her child that mother was I don't, I, that I, mother I don't know was if you can say love straight off the bat I mean like what do you, what I, do I, you I mean I, I, like I don't know either way but but, but just like, uh, I but mean your like responsibility responsibility but like you don't you don't think there is like a a, a thing yeah, of love? love they're cute they're cute like yeah of come on man yeah what I, are you i don't you know heartless. Yeah, heartless. Yeah, we're getting heartless, heartless over here we're getting heartless over here there's a there's a i mean come on so your so, father yes right yeah so you i mean i'm a father as well we yeah. have an understanding of protecting our yes offspring and like the depths of emotion that that goes into like, when my daughter was born, I accessed a whole range of emotions that I didn't even know were accessible yeah. before that moment. So I'm not, I'm not saying that that's <laughs> not the case. Is no, no, I breathe. I breathe. Uh, and I'm not. I'm uh, not at all. I'm, I'm completely 100% with, with y'all. Yeah. I guess what we're saying is planet Earth is the bomb. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, no. Go, go on. Okay, uh, so the the depths of emotion, right? Right. That's nature because we're animals. Right. Is this is this making any sense? Can you? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, yeah. definitely. No, I, I actually, I was with you. I was, call, I was called heartless, so yeah. I'm not being right. Like, but like, I, I, I agree. Right I, believe, I, uh, I believe there's a difference between like, like I don't know, I don't know the research of like the brains of these animals we're talking about, but I know there's a difference between like humans and these animals we're speaking of. In that, like, I don't know. I just don't know the level. All I know is that planet Earth is dramatizing this thing in, uh, yeah. in a way that's speaking For to humans. Sure. In a way that, like, but, you're talking about this grab of some okay. spiders. Like, that's just what they do. Okay, in first my, of all, but if if there was a higher, if there was a species that was a, of a higher intelligence than, than us, and it looked down on us and just be like, look, these fucking humans just, like, protect their young and like stuff. That, yeah. Like, that's just survivalists. They don't fucking understand the higher yeah, concepts I think, I, I that think, we've understood. I think that I was trying understood. to say that a leopard does, was in love and yeah, like, I, I can't does, say that. Just, yeah, say no. That. Come on, man. You okay. understand? Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. They yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're still waiting for that. Uh, that higher species to come down and like obliterate all of us. Just yes. like, and they don't understand love. Just <laughs> eliminate them, turn them into slaves. It's why kids uh, have been comfortable uh, putting, you know, ants to death in different ways for many, many, right. many years. It's, yeah, no, of course. And we don't, we don't know. Did you see the, um, they had, they had a, uh, they had an ant sequence. Where they had these fire ants that would, um, these crabs on the beach would, would go off of the beach and like look for food. And then the fire ants would, would, uh, would, uh, get on top of them and would bite them in their eyes and would poison their eyes. And the crabs would just like go off blind and then just die. It was fucked up. It's fucking Planet Earth is fucked that's up, weird. man. That's, it's, 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 just watch Planet Earth. Yeah, man. that's what I was going to say. This, our, our, our commercial for Planet Earth is, has been intense. But, like, um, I guess more Are you happy that we've evolved past this? Yeah, it's amazing. We don't have to worry about being in the food chain anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Tim, thank you. All around, thank you. Um so the website unofficial networks yes check it out why do we check it out like they like when you go to the website now something I, I noticed we didn't get to earlier like what do you find there right now it's daily entertainment yep for skiers and snowboarders for skiers just that simple that, that, is, simple. A, that is an elevator pitch if I've ever heard one that is, is that perfect <laughs> absolutely wow. okay um Been working on that also how can people like I love this ski dog thing um how can people contribute there is it just like or like just, just learn about it, it Google it, it check it out um, it's kind of what it's what it comes down to nowadays just yeah like, just, just Google Google just, Google. just go on there so, people can figure it out right? I, I, if you need I, information I, you can go on the internet and find it yeah I'm such a dick to my dad just like, <laughs> here we go he'll, he'll, uh, next, we're be like, like well, next how do I find out about that thing I'm just like there's this weird thing dad called Google you can just like do it on yeah. your phone I um, but yeah, you can Google everything nowadays. Absolutely. So ski duck is something they should. I thought that was an amazing thing. Uh, Northern movie. I'll definitely provide a link for um, and links to everything here. Tim, thank you uh, for coming by, man. We had thank fun. Thank you, uh, Brian. Thank you again, Tim. Brian. This is awesome, Mike. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Mike.
Hagen. It's Mike. Um, it's a bit unorthodox for our podcast, but uh, I just wanted to offer this one little last clip. Um, what we did is uh, uh, the conversation just kept rolling between me, Tim, and Brian uh, after we signed off, and in uh, about an hour after after we were you know continued delving in, I, I just decided to press record because uh, it just you know the the conversation was was flowing it was heightened um probably a little bit by some alcohol but um you know i thought we touched when I, mean, I listened back i thought we touched on some pretty cool points and um and, and, and it's kind of funny too where we go i i believe so i just want to offer this little bonus outtake um uh you know for anyone who's still listening and you know enjoyed that conversation we we end up talking uh we start out talking uh in this clip about kind of analytics and these statistical tracking of websites. So it starts innocently enough, but then we get in to the nobility of business and passion projects versus uh, trying to make a buck. Um, Tim and I share our love of uh, the Ween album, uh, The Mollusk, um, and Brian ends up sharing an, uh, an inspiring moment he had with a stranger uh, in New York City, uh, which kind of fueled a uh, unique discussion about that. Um, we talk about my ineptitude uh, in swimming. Um, I'm not the strongest swimmer, as you'll hear. And uh, and we, we get into avalanches a, bu- a bunch, which is cool, because Tim had a lot to say about that and discuss, you know, adrenaline junkies. And and, and, and then um, and then that leads into us kind of discussing the, the importance of learning, uh, you know, your own insignificance in the world and, and how nature can help you understand that. We talk about the dangers, uh, the impending danger of uh, the permafrost, uh, you know, and discuss some climate change. Uh, and then it kind of fades out towards the end. There's no real conclusion uh, to this outtake, but I just figured anyone who is enjoying that conversation might enjoy this one. So uh, brace yourself. Here goes. You know, different numbers analytics. and this and yeah. that. And do you, I'm, do you understand how deep you can get? And I well, can find out absolutely. how many people in what county in Florida are absolutely. listening to Absolutely. And, like, for me, my website and, like, the websites that I have, like, they're just, like, this is a... It's not something that's driving traffic. Like, I'm not I'm not creating this, and I'm trying to get people to come here. I'm just, like, my website is just, like, here's what my work is. So it's completely different from what the two of you guys yeah. do. Um, so I'm just calling card. Yeah. Yeah. It's a business card. It's it's a business card basically. But I definitely came out that one day and I was just like, I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? Just like, just chat, checking analytics on this. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love that. That's good. But, uh, turn it off. What's that? I can't turn it off. It's, it's, um, it's like checking on, you, your children are doing you know that's that. probably like that's like in the um you know in, uh, you know in like uh old movies and shit yes they show the boss that worked at a at a corporation yes. or at a company he he maybe employed like a hundred people and they worked down in the, the factory below yes. and he was like standing up like looking out in that glass just looking over yeah. You know, just watching, minions, yeah. watching his, uh, yeah, his his minions create these cogs or whatever. So like, that's just 
You think that's what I'm doing? No, I don't think that's what you're doing. But it is, that is something that you've created. So, like, you've created this, uh, you've created this world. You've created, yes. this, you're, you've created your business. Yes. So you, you are overlooking every little, every little nuance of it. Yes. And how can you, how can you get better at that to make this go up here and this go up there? That's that guy. That's that guy just looking over and being like, we can increase production over here. It's super noble. Yes. It's super yeah. noble, man. I, like, I'm... I don't, I don't know if noble is a word you can apply to business. But it There's is. Nothing noble about business. Is there, it's just making money. What? I mean, yeah. the thing is, it's like when you boil... All right, I mean, so if I started, you're, making, you're making money, but how, how are you making your money? You, you started up a company um, that you really just started because this was your passion. Yes. So you built your company out of your passion. Yes. So how could you how could you say like there's nothing noble about business? You started your business because you were passionate about something and you wanted to share that passion with the world. Of course you're trying to make money. Because, we're because all trying to make it's money. not because it's no longer a passion project, it's a business. That's no, not no, true at all. That's not true at all, man. You can make, money off, oh, you can make money off like art that is passionate. You can and, like, sell you know, that shit. You can sell your art. I think that's wait, bullshit. No, that's man. absolutely not that's bullshit. Not. I mean, like, wait, if you're, if you're, what, like, what you're saying is that you're giving it all for gold. You don't have to give it all for gold. A business is something that generates money. It doesn't mean uh, how much fucking money. Like, no, what is you can this? be an artist and generate money, right? Yeah. Right. But, but you can be a business be a, and still be passionate and not sell your soul just because you want more money. You can make At, money. Let, let me ask you this. No? Let me ask you this. Let me ask what? you this. Yes. Um, <laughs> how, how do you how do you choose the content that goes on your website? If it's a fucking train coming at someone, <laughs> going so on. No, you okay. no, 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 no. I don't. I don't at all. You do, but the content I choose for the website is a very, very simple. Very simple bar of entry. And that is, does it entertain me? Yeah. And does it entertain fellow skiers? Me being a skier, if I find this entertaining or interesting well, or thought-provoking... So it didn't... Nothing, or, you, nothing you said had anything to do with money. No, of course not. There you go. Right there. There you go. Well, yeah. if you, if you, if we were going to like go on your, uh, like, former logic, it would be like, will this generate hits? That's what you would have said. Right. That is what you would have said if you weren't passionate. You're still passionate about your project. You're Yo, still passionate about your an, project. You're an artist. You're you an didn't artist. think you were an artist, but you're a fucking artist, Tim. Still, to this day, uh, even what they're doing, will this entertain me and entertain the people that are like me yeah, who like man. my shit? For sure. Not, if you hey. said you didn't even use the word hits, yeah. you didn't even use the word hits. Yeah, I know you're gonna check for hits. <laughs> I know you're gonna check for hits, but that's just like natural curiosity. That's not your 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 passion. No, no. You, but but you are, man. I've talked to you about it. I I actually um, oh, uh, I don't know when the last time we hung out, but we we had a conversation where. I was saying something uh, about your site, and then you were just like, "Yeah, I just don't think that you know the the these ski websites like Transworld Ski or whatever." I don't yeah. know. What, you what are some of the other movies like Transworld? Tra- say Transworld, Transworld. Transworld, Ski. yeah. So he was just like, "I just don't. I feel like it's antiquated. I feel like it's um, they're not entertaining. 
like their social media well, posts and fucking unofficial. Hey, did it feel like a business? Did it feel like they were like posting like what are they? Not they were not entertaining. Shit, got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. of course, yes. man. Yeah. It, it's it's not like something where it's just like, I mean, look at that. You're and all of us. Like my fucking business. A lot of the times, I am just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm just like trying. I'm just fucking on a survival mode. I'm trying to make this work yeah. for like my own survival. You know what it is though, maybe? Is that you figure out how to align your artistic... There you no, go. No, I don't know. No, go. No, you're, yeah. not, you're not off. You're not off. Where you're, Your goals... Plus there is... Okay. Even someone who's like preaching this arrogant shit that I'm talking about, there is uh, a definitely a level of like... Uh, where you... Compensate's not the word. Where you definitely like say, look, yo, Wait. that 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 article did well. We need more articles like that. Yeah. But yeah. you liked that article in the first place. Yeah. You posted that article in the first place. Like I know, I know what hits. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I want more of. But it's all still like stuff that I know will like entertain me that I'm proud to put out and do that thing. But you definitely like it is a business. But like it can be both. Like meaning. That like I'm like wow that does well but I like that and I want to present it in this way. I, I think a lot of people and I've I've had this conversation with you before about um, how fuck the idea that someone's selling out for something like that someone's selling out for their art. As a Ween fan, do you know Ween people were pissed when they got the fucking like Geo Metro commercial. I was like, Ween needs to get paid. I know where Diener lives. I know Diener lives in fucking Scranton or like yeah. whatever. Like I know like how he lives. He needs fucking money. They don't have now they're doing some festival comeback shit. They're getting a little money. But like like I was so happy to hear Ween on the thing. There are so many people who were like, yo, they just sold out. I'm like, no. Get, yeah. well, they got yeah. paid yeah. for their art. That, like, it was a Mollusk song. It was a song off the fucking Mollusk. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, isn't that like what you... Which, did? by the way, the Mollusk? The Mollusk? The Mollusk. Are we talking about the Mollusk? <laughs> <laughs> we talking about she wanted to leave? Oh, my God. Fucking hand green. <laughs> the golden eel? Oh, Is that what we're talking about? The golden she eel? <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, that was an amazing. Real. No, the mollusk is real. It's like it's dude, real. the mollusk is real. It's thick. Do you it's know it? When you we're six 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 six. When you come with us to steal, I'm just you, gonna call it steal. That's what? a fun thing to say. Yo, yeah. we're going to steal. Uh, do you know what happened? The the mollusk songs are the ones that were like you're gonna see. It. Uh, oh, it's like hitting you. Like oh man. Do you know what happened to me mollusk? on my way over here? Uh, Speaking of um, like good life moments. I mean, was it... I mean, you were late. <laughs> Other than you was it like, great? <laughs> I'm running. I'm, I get off the subway. I'm fucking coming over here. This guy is... I have my headphones on. Because I'm listening to music. And uh, this guy is just like... Bah! And I kind of see him. I see him doing something. Yeah. I turn around. I pull out. I'm like, what? And he's just like, oh! He looks at me. He's just like, oh, I thought you were... Uh, I thought you were, I thought you were someone from my neighborhood. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't my neighborhood. 
And he's just like, no, yeah, I thought you lived here. I'm like, no, I don't live here. And he's just like, yeah, no, Most I People thought- just like put their headphones on and just keep on. No, but I stop. He's a people of the That's why you don't stop. No, uh, I, no I, I do stop. That's a bright I do stop. <laughs> and I'm just up. like, no, no. And I pull my <laughs> headphones out. I'm like... No, you don't know me. I don't live here. He's like, I stopped no. to tell you that. Yeah, no. And he's just like, not from the park? I'm like, man, I'm not from here. I live in Manhattan. He's just like, well, I have a place in Manhattan, too. I'm just like, well, I'm in, I'm in the East Village. I don't think you know me. And he's, I'm just like, I've never seen you. He's just like, yeah, maybe. But I mean, hey, not for nothing. I'm from Kingston. And I go like this. I fucking, this is when I really, this is when I really stop. And I fucking take a step in and I'm just like, hey man, you're from Kingston? And he's just like, yeah. I'm just like, I grew up in Rhinebeck. This is uh, this is all like upstate New York shit. Yeah, and know. he's just like, you grew up in you grew up in Rhine you grew up in Rhinebeck? And we start having this like I'm just like, yeah, I did, but I gotta go. So I, I gotta go. I'm meeting people. And he's just yeah. like, he's like, yeah, hey man, that's this is fucking crazy. Like, this, blah, blah, this blah, has been good. Yeah. This has been good. And I go to walk away, and he turns around, and he's just like, hey. And I turn back, and he's just like, this has been this has been one of my best conversations of the year. Oh my god, that's a, that's wow. <laughs> Like, I know you're taking that to heart, but I'm taking that to the depths of sadness. No. Like, no. No. I'm no, not. No. I'm I know not. you're not. Hold up. Like, no, you Hold got up. him high. Hold up. I'm, not done. I'm not done with the con- uh, this story. He said that, and I turn around, and I'm just like, hey, man, it's been one of mine, too. That was it. And then we walked away. Yeah, and I was fucking serious, yeah, man. No, you're not. Yes, I fucking no, am. No, How no. can you tell me that I'm not, man? Come on. Because I will break down why you're not serious. What you're getting off on is getting off on someone telling you that thing. <sighs> that's, that's not true. Wait, wait. That's not oh, true, Oh, you're from man. here? I'm from here? That's my best conversation no, of the no, fucking year? No, no, listen. When you just talked to me and Tim listen. for an hour, did you even hear <laughs> the Dolomite story? <laughs> the fuck? Oh, I'm from Kingston. Yeah, great I, conversation. No, man. listen, listen, man. Listen. That guy, for a second, had, like, had a moment of confusion, and then he had a moment of, like... Where yeah, someone you're was connected, fucking white savior, man. Where, where, he, Lalo, man, where he was, he was connected. He was connected to yeah. me in some way. And get off on it. don't fucking you don't don't dismiss this. Don't not, dismiss it. I'm not dismissing don't it. Dismiss it. I'm dismissing it. Not on whole on the best conversation of either of you guys' you, year. No, it told. But you know what? It wasn't. All right, I've had <laughs> better. Thank I've you. had better. It was a dope moment. It was a dope moment. A re- like way dope. What was I supposed to say? It was when a he wonderful, was like, beautiful New York moment, a beautiful human moment, not the greatest conversation that's ever existed in New York. What was I supposed to say to him? He said that to me. You were supposed to say, say what you he said. He was. He said it. He, yeah. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like this. Like, you know what, what would Larry this? David say to that? If, what would Larry David say? Like, like, this is your best New York moment? <laughs> this is your best moment? Like, yeah, this is your best moment? like... I don't know, man. I just had, like, one of those moments. I get it. I I, I get the joy in it. I hate it. Just... just it, was, it was the best... It was the best conversation you've ever had. Um, he, uh... It was... It was... Kind of a crazy conversation, I actually, and he was nuts. Like he I, uh, was fucking nuts. I I love that shit though. I I like 
another thing we were talking about, like the reasons you live here and then go elsewhere. Yeah. Like I, I love living here. Like I'm. Oh, like, I love it. I love, I love it, it. Love it. And like, Dude. and like, kind of what he's this, saying. I think um, there's like. Where like, are you from? Uh, Connecticut originally. Then where? I lived in uh, Hartford. Right outside of Hartford, it's called Glastonbury. Um, and then I uh, lived uh, in. I did like high school in Virginia and college in Virginia. And then yeah. I lived in California. Where I went to San, I went to Southern California. I should have gone up north because I didn't surf, but I snowboarded. <laughs> have you surfed? Have you surfed before? No, I fucking. I'm you a bad. Surf. I'm a really bad swimmer, dude. Like, like you want me to teach you? Really, you can't swim. No, I can swim. You took bad swimmer straight to camp. She's <laughs> like, yo, you can't fucking swim up in this. If someone says I'm a bad swimmer, I equate that to how do you swim. do you um Are do you, you surf? No, Have I'm you a terrible surf? surfer. Yeah, surfing. can you swim? Are you a bad swimmer? Awesome that, fucking swimmer. I just I took that terrible. You think uh, yeah. surfer right to can't swim? My honest thing, where I'm not I like a great swimmer. Like, alright, so you know what? You know what? Like, I can fucking I can swim the same. But ass. like, like, so I'm saying I'm not a good swimmer. So why would I paddle? Out? I can swim. Yeah. Like not to save my ass, but like, if why would I paddle me, out me. into a wave that's gonna like dump me on my ass and like I'm like fuck. Yeah, I'm just catching up this swimmer. You get to it in, then you still have to pile your ass back. Have you? Uh, yeah. wait, I don't yeah. like being wet. As a, I just as a human, like, as a human, yeah, as a human, as a human. Hang on. <laughs> do you surf? I do. That's why I like being. Yeah. That's why I'm a skier. Yeah. Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. And I can like laugh at the. Have you ever? Have you ever been? Have you ever been crushed by like the undertow? Yes. Yes. Okay. Broken. Have you? Have you ever been in an avalanche? Yes. No, I've never been in an avalanche. Yeah. I mean, you, did, you yes, just you he guys. just he got in yeah, an avalanche. My first, year, my first year in Squaw Valley, I was caught in a pretty big avalanche. Really? Yeah. Did you get Did you get crushed? Like it came over you? No, I got. You, I mean, I've been I've been caught in multiple slides, like class one, class two avalanches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, you caught, just, my first year in Squaw Valley, I got caught in a fucking avalanche that could have cl- killed me. Class what? No, it was probably class three or four, but there's a terrain track. What are uh, what are like the classes? The size of mass that comes off? Yeah, the amount of snow yeah. that gets triggered, and the the speed it hits. Class whatever is fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like right, like oh, it's speed sure. too, plus speed. I don't know. Um, let's look it up. Look it up. Um, so we could just say, you could have just said yes. Like, <laughs> like, like, you are my authority. Like there's like nothing. Like you could be like yeah, no, it's class. They they divide the speed and they you know it's weight divided by speed. Um. So wait, because uh, when I you he just went on a uh, Tim just went on uh, a heli trip in in British Columbia. Yeah. The, so he did. He did like a that avalanche. He did four bad, four days four bad. days ahead. But in condition, like like the threat, like like you knew. Yeah. Oh shit. So man, they're dropping you. They're dropping you terrible. off. You're dropping you off in a terrain that like. Whoo. Scary, scary. Yeah. Yeah. If you farted like the, on something, it would have gone. It would have gone. Yeah. Uh, but so, that scare, like, and like what you did, like. One of your highest highs, like that's some real shit. No, fuck that. Okay, fuck that. Tell uh, me. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to kill myself. Oh, you, oh, okay. Like you're scared. Your fear is like you don't get high. Like you're scared. No, 
Not like I enjoy skiing. Okay. I don't enjoy. I'm not a adrenaline junkie. That's what I was saying. That's no, exactly no. what I was just saying. That I'm is, not. That, I didn't. There are people right. who are for sure. Who the that fear is the high. And most of the professional skiers who are pushing the limits, who people are. look up to, are adrenaline junkies. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, they're, they they are pushing but, the limits and they're progressing the sport. But which gonna, I totally you're going to be high but mind. For me, you're going to be high mind and stay I'm alive. I'm a fucking pussy. Like, I, know I don't I think am. trying to stay alive is a pussy. <laughs> no, I know I am. I, mean, no. <laughs> like, I don't. Like, no, I think it's like a, it's uh, a regular high mind way to be. This is uh, it could all right, be. All right, could ready? Be. Ready? Or it could be that I'm just a pussy, which I'm fine with too. Pussies stay alive. Um, classification, European avalanche risk table. In Europe, the avalanche risk is widely rated on the following scale, which was adopted in April 93 to replace earlier non-standard national screens. In France, most avalanche deaths, risk, most avalanche deaths occur at risks level three and four. Can you, yes. did, you right, so did you not do a pre-read? Did you not do a pre-read? You're not talking about. Yo, I'm I want the cliff notes. Wait, you're talking about risk levels. You're not talking risk. about. Avalanche. Um, this is the European Avalanche Risk Table. On yes, but there's oh, so, the so there's the risk I've, where it's like one through five, one through five, one through four, well, one through five, one low, through five. one risk level one low. Snow is generally very stable. Avalanche, yes, but you're talking about conditions, not actual slides. Oh, okay. Um, avalanche size table. Yes. Slough, small, medium, large. That's one, two, three, four. Yes. Okay. Uh, size one, slough. Slough, yes. Small snow slide that cannot bury a person, though there is a danger of falling. Wow, that's delicious. Potential. Did you just, you just did the 12 year? You just did the 12. I saw you pouring that. I'm like, oh, the ball blue. Um, yeah, yeah, it's time. It's time. Sorry, all, no, let's no, have no, one more time. I'm, I'm going to leave. I don't no, we have, ten, we, have ten, we have 10 minutes, but let's all do the one these. I want to keep you up here. Pair me up. Pair It's just. I get rare opportunities <laughs> to walk outside my house and um, enjoy the po- company. And do a podcast. Too small. Yeah, I'm gonna just roll the run out stops within the right slope. There. Potential damage could bury, injure, or kill a person. Length 100 meters, volume 100 meters. I just hear you talk uh, numbers, Ryan. I need, I need some help from you over there. Like Three medium run out, runs to the bottom of the slope. Potential damage could bury and destroy a car. Damage a truck, destroy small buildings, or break trees. That's a, a three. That's a, th- a three. A class well, three. Yeah. Okay. Have you been in a class three? Fuck no. Fuck no. No one, I mean... That's real. You're not going to have many conversations with people <laughs> yeah. who have been class yeah, three. Yeah, imagine he's like, yep. Uh, yeah, try, try four, bitch. Uh, class, damn. Uh, and the three. Class four, large. Runs over flat areas significantly less than th- than 30 degrees of at least 50 meters in length, which that's 150 feet, may reach the <laughs> valley bottom. Did you just do that math or was it there? I did that math. You just did that math. Yeah. I saw him do that I math. I did that math. And I love that you were His eyes twinkled for a second. It <laughs> he's flashed like, up ah. my He's like, I don't know if they speak in uh, metrics. <laughs> how have we I not... I don't know about Mike and Tim over there. <laughs> how have we not switched over to the metric system? We fucked up. We fucked up. We did in a lot of ways. Or not switched over, just kept. <laughs> um, the, okay, so potential damage could bury and destroy large trucks and trains... 
large buildings and forested area Yo, length of thousand me, a thousand meters. That's three thousand feet. Volume ten thousand cubic meters. That's thirty thousand cubic feet. That's I can't even like when you put yeah, numbers. You can't wrap your head around I, can't, it. I can't even. I don't even have it. Think, uh, you know, cubic feet of. Yeah, no, it's here. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, shit, man. That's but, it, huh? That's it. But have you? Yeah, I mean, I've seen one class four slide. Really? Yeah. Yeah, down in Argentina, where I used to ski. And uh, it was just the af- aftermath. I didn't actually see the slide, but it was terrifying. Terrifying. You see it, and sure. you're just like, fuck. Because it's a run we skied all the time. It's a big open bowl that falls down into a little drainage ditch. And you can tell that that thing is ripped out. I mean, the thing is, when you're up in the mountains, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? One of you. And that that one patch of snow, that one snowfield, has avalanched a million times. I mean, God knows how many times since those mountains were formed. It's just, it was just another trigger. Right. And it's just like, whatever trigger, they, they don't give a, the mountains, the universe, Sorry. whatever the fuck it is, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. It's it has, just like, it's uni- just another trigger and. The universe has. You don't care about you. You know what? You know no. what? No. The fucking mountain, the what? The, I mean, the, one thing the that, that going up into the mountains teaches you and yeah. one thing about being in nature teaches in, you. Insignificance. You're not a fucking special Absolutely. snowflake. Insignificance is important to learn. No one gives a fuck. No one gives Where a fuck. Where people walk around New York City here and they think they're fucking hot shit. And it's just. It, it's like you haven't it, well, really I mean, realized more, that you don't. No one fucking matters, I especially think, uh, you. More and more, narcissism is just growing. Absolutely, our narcissism is a, is like people thinking that they mean anything. Like nature in general, like being in those situations on a mountain makes you realize like just the speck, like like you are like. Yeah. And what like it? also like all like there's the two ways I look at it. You, like you, you are insi- insignificant, like you don't matter. But also you're like, oh my god, I'm a part of this big natural thing. Like because I'm a natural being on this natural mountain. You're an observer. Neil, you're an observer. Neil that's DeGrasse, amazing. That's yeah. the deep. That's, that's the deep that's part. Amazing. That's amazing. If you really want to think about and contemplate contemplate consciousness, what are we? We're yeah. observers. We get nihilists. We're not mountains. We're not snow. We're observers of it, right? No, if you, you want to go really. But I mean, deep by into that, that no, wait. But if you want to go deeper, I mean, who? But why, why are the why are the mountains not observers as well? No, but he's they talking about a, he's talking about a moving. I guess, but he's talking about a mo- he's talking about a conscious? moving observer, like I don't like. Know. Like, you, but like, we don't know. We don't know what. But either way, they're how, just sitting there. They're just sitting there. But, yeah, sure. you don't know how conscious. But either way, there's like that mountain sitting there. But that's just that's all we know about them. A fucking mountain is here, and it's living on a fucking planet for however millions of years. Oh, you're talking about like uh, yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, the fucking, uh, of course, the 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 chasms of space. Well, think about this. The Adirondack Mountains where we were hanging out, where we were having a little bonfire conversation. Right. At that same exact location, there were mountains larger than the Himalayas. Wait. uh, Yeah, but... And they're gone now. 
And the mountains that exist now were basically a depressionary pop-up from what had been there. Do you watch the um do you watch the latest Vice on HBO about permafrost? No. Permafrost. No, I know about like no, no, I didn't watch the Vice. You know about permafrost? I know a lot about permafrost. It's It's on fucking crazy. Do you are you familiar with it? Sure, of course. So But what about the the rapid depletion of permafrost? Yeah, and how basically when when the permafrost melts the amount of well, of methane yeah, of that course. is going to be of released course. is going to be more than everything that we've released into the ozone since the industrial revolution. Ba- like, which basically we yeah. are fucking. It's the, it's the firebomb that's waiting. It's right. just like this bomb waiting. That's the scariest thing. Are you guys well, that scared about it though? About what? I mean, it's no, I don't no, have, it's, it's not going to affect me. Kids. I don't I'm have not, no. It'll I'm affect you. That, you have fucking. Hold on. You have, you have kids. You have kids. Let's, like let's break this down. Be real game. for a second though. All right. I'm a skier, right? Right. I'm gonna get fucking. A, you know, skiers are probably a classification of humans who are gonna get affected the most by this. Right. I'm. T- <laughs> But let's get real. I mean, let's get real and not say that skiers are the like most. I mean, no, most threatened random people. They were not the ones who are no, but you'll threaten. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the people in the Maldives. (laughs) There's the war over water. Wait, the war over water has already begun. Like the Middle East is dry. The the Moldovians (laughs) are (laughs) fucked. Snow leopards are fucked. But, I mean, you just have to start crossing. Right. You have to pull out the list and just be like, gone, 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 but, but gone, I, gone, I, gone, gone, gone. But, but you know what? I understand that what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. What he's saying is, he's is that you you are. And but wait, that, hold on. I haven't said shit. Yeah, you said it. What we, I'm we, saying we, is, we're both is, trying to tell what he's saying. Is that I'll tell listen, you what he's saying. Yeah. What I'm gonna say is, human Earth is fine. We're fucked. And you know what? We're fucked over the long Wait, term. But, but I really you know, think... No, 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 no. No, 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 you're right. The, the, the Earth was like, well, they'll fight, it's already fighting back. But, like, we're fucked because we're hurting it. And if we could do something about that, like... Of course. You, of yeah. course. Well, here's the... All right, listen. It's like we all live in a fucking room where all the windows are closed. And they're nailed shut. And no one can open the window. And then you invite some people over... And they show up, and they start smoking cigarettes. And it's like, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is our home, and you're sitting around here smoking cigarettes? Like, we live in a bubble. Didn't Carl Sagan teach us anything? We live in a little fucking bubble out in space. And it's not like we can crack the window and let all this shit breathe out into space. We're I stuck with space it. Balls, so even, I saw space balls and like when he came yeah, up with the vacuum, he, the, oh, he, he the opened the window. She's gone from suck the blow. Mega Man. Mega Man, she's gone from suck the blow. Of course. But what I'm saying is, even if you don't believe in climate change, even if you think it's a farce, why the fuck would you let a bunch of smoking motherfuckers into your party? Without opening the window. Uh, but which you means can't doing open the window. Something. No, which means doing something. It's just like don't my sh- metaphor. In Argentina, there's a there's a term that gets converted into English roughly as "don't spit on your asado, don't spit on your barbecue, don't shit where you eat." Yeah. Don't shit where you, you eat, eat, my friend. friend. Is this a way? <laughs> <laughs> is this a way to? Yeah. <laughs> But this is where we live. Why would you shit where you eat? 
Absolutely. No, it's not So easy. even if you don't think we're killing the polar bears through our shit of fucking driving SUVs and whatever, burning fossil fuels and... The thing is, I don't Car think I don't think Canada, I don't think anyone. Why I don't would think you anyone, allow this? I, I don't think anyone in any decision making ability right now does not believe in climate change. Do you think uh, Rex doesn't believe in climate change? Do you uh, think Kermit yeah, doesn't he, believe well, in climate change? They all know. Honestly, they all know. know. They I all know. fucking know. Honestly, they, I think Rex Tiller is probably. The number one guy in the Trump administration who believes in climate change. He, Scott which Tiller, is Scott, terrifying. Yo, Scott, he, Scott he, Tiller said he, 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 But the, it's besides the point. He, it's like whether you believe in it or not. Yeah. Don't let it happen because it's our well, fucking no, home. Well, that's a thing. Well, okay. What we're so, talking about whoa, now, whoa, what we're talking whoa, about whoa, now whoa, is whoa. the nature of people. Uh, hold up. So we're I, rational people. That's fucking. Why would you do that in your home? These people are like, this is a pretty big home. We can deal with some fucking smoking here, no, so I can thinking, make my money. Thinking, I'm so I can money. make my money. Yeah, no, 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 I can deal with that smoke in here because I'm gonna make some fucking money. Yeah, so, so, so I, I can had, build a little bubble of. Hold on, so, I, so I had a I, I had a conversation uh, with a friend yeah. of mine. So I, how do you compete? How do you? I had to deal with that. I don't know. Thank you once again, everybody, for listening, and we will be back with a new episode of Beyond the Margin shortly.